This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 817, you're listening to WGNS on this Monday morning, today, the 19th of December. And our first guest on WGNS this morning, we have in studio Dr. Murat Eric, director of the MTSU Business and Economic Research Center, and also holder of the Jones Chair of Excellence in Regional and Urban Planning. How are you this morning? I'm great. Thank you, Scott. Let's start off talking a little bit about uh, the economy here locally and uh, how MTSU fits into all of this with researching and tracking that economy. Thank you, Scott. Um, let me just briefly, uh, you know, tell you who we are. You know, it's, um, yeah, I am, as you said, uh, mentioned direct, I am the director of business and economic research center. What we do uh, at the center since 1970s, actually, you know, conduct uh, studies on the regional economy. Uh, and also, you know, it's, um, uh, it's not just as a kind of public service, but also as a kind of on a client basis, a contract basis for the clients from the uh, Middle Tennessee and across the state. Um, overall, you know, so when we look at the regional economy, uh, currently what we see here, you know, is uh, both in Tennessee and also in these local areas, uh, it's a solid economic performance. You know, just looking at the employment numbers, looking at, you know, it's unemployment rate. It's, it's really, you know, compared with, the, you know, the same quarter or the month in previous year, we have solid economic foundation. Only problem is, you know, say some of the leading indicators. Uh, these are, of course, you know, say everybody knows, you know, say like housing permits, single family, especially single family housing permits. And it's, you could see the cooling off in that area. Uh, that may actually suggest that the economy, as we move forward, may be cooling off a little bit. But again, you know, it's, uh, currently in terms of the, the foundation, like employment, like unemployment rate, those, are, th- those indicators show great, solid fund, you know, it's a performance in the region. At MTSU, of course, you know, so we are a critical part of this community, a partner, an employer, you know, it's a, it's a major stakeholder in the region. And we do, you know, actively, you know, interact with the business communities across the region and try to, you know, it's a, provide any kind of services they may need, uh, especially, you know, it's a, uh, when they face challenges, you know, it could be workforce challenges, it could be a research-based, consulting-related, or their own specific business-related challenges. And we try to, uh, you know, help them as much as we can. Hey, and I know uh, your department was recently given a, a great award, but before we get to that, what, what's interesting is that, uh, as you highlighted this department has been tracking and researching Tennessee since 1970. Yes. So you've got a lot of data to go back and look at and compare over the years. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about, well, the 1970s, Tennessee was much smaller as far as a population goes. Yeah. And then going up until today, 
2022. We have grown exponentially. Rutherford County has changed. What are some of the biggest differences you have seen over the years? Oh, goodness. You know, it's, uh, you are making me sweat. Okay, <laughs> it's the entire landscape dramatically changed. It's, it, I mean, both the, the mix of the economy, the population-wise, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's especially in here, you know, it's Rutherford County and Middle Tennessee area. You know, it's, uh, some of the, uh, some parts of, of course, Tennessee still, you know, it's uh, not much change, you know, it's the same as, you know, what we've seen in the past. But over here, it said the change is really dramatic. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it, it is difficult to sum up and give you one little sentence. But, you know, it's, it's just, I guess, you know, the best way to describe is phenomenal change. And here locally in Rutherford County, I have heard different reports that at some point over the years to come, Rutherford County is going to be home to roughly 500,000 residents, which is fascinating to think about and kind of scary at the same time. Yes. I mean, every kind of growth, especially the kind of growth that we are experiencing, brings challenges with it. You know, it's, it's a kind of, in uh, many areas, especially the urban and regional planning, that's the, another hat that I hold. You know, it's, I am the chairholder for, uh, you know, say Jennings and Rebecca Jones, Chair of Excellence in Urban and Regional Planning. And there is a tremendous challenge there, you know, it's, uh, as you grow. And we expect, actually, you know, it rather a county to surpass, you know, Hamilton County becoming the fourth county in terms of population size in Tennessee. That's, a, that's something really that uh, to think about, and it, it also has lots of implications, you know, except from workforce to, again, urban and regional planning. And uh, Dr. Eric, when it comes to urban and regional planning, what different focuses are you looking at when it comes to trying to figure out, well, this is a direction we need to be thinking about, or maybe we need to scale back over here? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's really, um, currently we are, uh, I don't want to speculate on some of those things as we are initially currently, you know, it's, uh, in the process of setting up our research agenda, our focus in the coming years. Um, you know, our mandate, you know, it's, uh, especially it, as, the, as the chairholder is to you know, in fact, I have five objectives. You know, I would like to just briefly go over those objectives. It's basically the first one is uh, promoting applied research on urban and regional challenges. Uh, the second one is simply providing a forum for the broader, you know, it's a community stakeholders to come and discuss the challenges that we are facing. Uh, and then uh, the, the third one is acting as a resource for the regional communities. Uh, the fourth one, uh, encouraging, you know, it's an uh, interaction between the faculty members, uh, you know, it's uh, students and uh, community stakeholders. But lastly, we would like to also, you know, it's a uh, focus on the curriculum development on campus on regarding the regional urban challenges and issues. We are at the stage of actually identifying and focusing those challenges 
and then hopefully next year when you invite me i'm gonna be able to give you a lot more focus perspective on what's going on here in our backyard and also in the middle tennessee now mtsu your department specifically was recently awarded uh, a, a, something that i think a lot of universities would take a lot mm-hmm. of pride in and it was from an organization that dates back some 75 years, the Association for University Business and Economic Research. Yes. So tell us about the award of excellence that MTSU received and how your department received this award. Um, annually, the Arbor, you know, just to use the acronym, um, awards three, you know, it's a... Uh, the kind of uh, national excellence award. It's a three of them, and one of them is it's a you know web uh, web-based interactive dashboard and databases. Uh, we have a partnership with the Tennessee Advisory Commission on Intergovernmental Relationship, and that partnership goes back to more than 15 years. And uh, as part of that partnership, we created we created research-based interactive website that provides up-to-date information about the Tennessee's economy at the you know county, MSA, metropolitan areas, meaning, and and the state level, and uh, we provide that information every month, and it just uh, you know it's, uh, gives a instant you know up-to-date information for business communities and everybody out there interested in what's going on in the regional economy uh, to make informed decision about their um, you know say whatever activities they are involved in now our team at Burke work very hard to create that website and uh, kudos to my staff I really appreciate their hard work and dedication and uh, it is a kind of great honor for us to be recognized by our peers. The Arbor represents 75 to 80 centers like us. And, um, and uh, it's, it's also it's important to highlight that, you know, we received this award at a time where the organization celebrated its 75th anniversary. So it's, it's a kind of, it has additional meaning and special for us, you know, to have something like that. And when you talk about Burke, that is the MTSU Business and Economic Research Center. And yes. uh, that center has done research on the economy here in Tennessee and, and Middle Tennessee, again, for years and years. Yes. And the results of that research go to help different Chamber of Commerce across the state, different businesses across the state. I guess get a better idea on what direction they should really try to focus on. Yes, and I think you know, so what we do here, uh, of course, you know, said tracking Tennessee's economy is one thing. We have also global commerce, a newsletter that we publish every quarter, and we've been doing that for 25 years, and that's the only electronic public publication that tracks what's going on in terms of the, the trade relationship between Tennessee and the, uh, the, the, the outside world. Um, and uh, it, it does, it does, we, we continue publishing that. It's a great resource for communities, and we want them to come and check 
those resources. And the other, the, one of the, uh, I would say, maybe the most important research part that we've been involved in the last six years. In fact, some of the, some part actually goes back to 2007, even, you know, it's a 15 years, it's a wage and benefits study. Uh, it's, a, it's a great resource for manufacturing companies in the region, and we cover entire Middle Tennessee, and we will start the, the fourth biannual uh, wage and benefit survey next, uh, in February. Uh, we are currently in the middle of, you know, say, getting the survey ready, and then we will launch it in February, and hopefully we're going to have the results in summer. Um, and this is a great resource for manufacturing companies in the region, and hopefully we expect actually, you know, say many of the companies participating, joining us, you know, say get that study out. It's it's really you know critical for human resource managers to chart a new direction for their companies, especially the you know compensation side. Uh, they need to know what's going on in the region, how competitive they are, and where they are going. That will be the you know, it's a, a first-hand localized information. So those who are heads of companies, those who are thinking about maybe locating their a wing of their company in Rutherford County or in Tennessee, they're able to, to move into this area with the knowledge beforehand, thanks to, you know, the, the business department there at MTSU, but they're able to move in knowing what the average pay may yes. be in manufacturing or uh, at, at different warehouses, but they're able to get a good picture of the economy and the pay before they come here. Yes, we are, we are covering uh, about 200 occupations. They get the occupational level information and of course the company level information too. Over the years, we usually have 350, 400 manufacturing companies participating. This year, because of our, you know, it's uh, extra outreach effort, we hope to have at least 500 manufacturing companies joining us, you know, it's uh, filling out that survey. It's a long survey, but it's worthwhile effort. And the companies directly receive the results. You know, it says soon after we finish the survey, that's um, we actually, our staff, you know, it's, uh, start working on it right away and uh, we get the results in front of them before they make their next year's compensation decision. Again with us this morning, Dr. Eric with the MTSU Business and Economic Research Center and holder of the Jones Chair of Excellence in Regional and Urban Planning. Now, this department with MTSU, the research that's being done, a lot of the insight comes from the business leaders who are a part of the program, the advisory committee. And that's the advisory committee for the Jennings and Rebecca Jones Chair of Excellence in Urban and Regional Planning. So in other words, you've got a lot of different knowledgeable heads who are putting the, the information together and, and, and doing some fact-finding studying. Yes, and it's a, we are fortunate to have the major you know, it's a regional stakeholders joining us and advising us which direction we will go. And I mean, that's the, that their presence help us actually determine, you know, it's a, what kind of challenges we're gonna address, what kind of research we're gonna do, and whether or not actually, I mean, we're gonna engage in activities 
knowing that what we are doing will have greater local and also statewide impact in the in the uh, in here in Tennessee, and that uh, the advisory committee members, you know, is representing, uh, you know, said ten individuals right now from different fields and areas and institutions. It's a great resource for us. And I know we're already out of time, but for folks listening, a lot of the information that is released by the Business and Economic Research Center, it goes out to local media, goes out to media across the state. So people, residents, are getting the information about the economy, and whether they know it or not, a lot of it is actually coming from MTSU. But you can learn more through the MTSU website. Where I guess what should we search on the MTSU website to find out more about your research? It's, uh, the address is www.mtsu.edu slash B-E-R-C Burke. And, and uh, everything will be on our website and including the dashboards, the studies and reports and readily available for the community members. And again, that Burke stands for Business and Economic Research Center yes. at MTSU. Well, yeah. Dr. Eric, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. That time right now, 835. We do have more from MTSU coming your way next. And we are broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. Middle Tennessee Electric, supplying power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. Middle Tennessee Electric, serving to make life better since 1936. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Do you suffer from peripheral neuropathy in your hands or feet, burning pain, balance problems, and decreased quality of life? Magnolia Medical Center can help. This is Dr. David Morris with Magnolia Medical Center. We're in the Ascend Building near the Fountains in Murfreesboro. Online at MagnoliaMedicalCenters.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas' Restaurant. Demas has offered gift cards that you can get in any value. You know, those times where someone gives you gifts, you weren't really prepared. It's one of those things that's nice and easy to hand back out, but they're amazing gifts for teachers, for family and friends, and we always offer specials depending on how many gift cards that you get as well. You can go straight down to the restaurant, and our cashiers are happy to help you with any of those gift cards. Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.37, you're listening to WGNS, and during this next segment of the program, we have from MTSU, Dr. Julie Myatt, Director of Middle Tennessee State University's MT Engage program. So uh, I guess kind of start us off by telling us what is that Engage program? 
Sure, Scott. So MT Engage is a quality enhancement plan. Every 10 years, the university has a new plan to improve students' academic engagement at the university. And we were the second quality enhancement plan from fall 2020, um, fall 2016 to spring 2021. And now we're a permanent fixture at the university. So since 2016, are you now able to go back and look at past numbers and see a real difference with students? And I guess if so, kind of tell us what you are seeing. Sure. So yes, we did collect data um, about students' academic engagement. Our student learning outcome is integrative and reflective thinking. So our program is really trying to help students connect the dots between different learning experiences, recognizing how what they're learning in one class can connect to what they're learning in other classes, even to their lives beyond the university, you know, their internships, their work, their personal goals. And so um, we collected data in classes. Um, They completed specific assignments that involved reflection and then students also submit e-portfolios where they get to curate um, kind of this story of who they are, what they've learned, what they can contribute to prospective employers and so we look at all of that and we did see that repeated exposure to these ways of teaching and ways of learning supported students growth as reflective thinkers who are able to talk about what they learned um, in really persuasive ways. So what is an engaged certified class at MTSU versus just a regular class? Well, you know, there are a lot of faculty who are already doing this in their courses, but maybe aren't certified. So um, you could see this in in any number of classes at MTSU. We have fabulous faculty members. The MT Engage faculty members complete additional training, and then they also um, certify their courses by submitting an assignment that involves that reflection piece. Um, And we also have what we call beyond the classroom experiences, where faculty invite their students to do something outside of the four walls of the classroom that relates to what they're learning in the class. And so, um, you know, again, that idea there is helping students see that learning doesn't just happen in the classroom, right? Again, Dr. Julie Myatt with us this morning, director of the MTSU MT Engage program. So I guess I'm trying to figure out an example of what they may be learning in the classroom and then taking it outside of that classroom. What would be an example of that? Mm-hmm. Um, so one example of that is in the history um, department. Um, Dr. Brady Holly takes his students to the Stones River battlefield, and um, that way they can actually see the landscape, the terrain of the battles that they've been studying. Um, and there's a great quote from him. Um, it's something along the lines of, you know, things look different, um, you know, when you're out on the field. Um, So that's one example. We also have so many opportunities on campus for our students to engage and connect campus events to what they're learning in their classes. So we sponsor MT Engage Week every fall and faculty can apply for grants to have some sort of a special event related to their major, related to the work of, you know, what the faculty are doing in that department. And that way students don't even have to travel off campus. Right. And obviously there are events all the time on campus that students can participate in, um, even outside of specific classroom opportunities. Now, it's interesting you brought up that example of the Civil War battle here in Rutherford County at the Stones River Battlefield. 
because we're nearing an anniversary of one of those battles that took place in the Stones River or along the Stones River, one of the uh, most deadly battles in the Civil War, in fact. And it was fought right here locally in Rutherford County. But you're saying the kids are, I say kids, but the students at MTSU, <laughs> they're, they're learning about, in this case, history. And then they're going outside of the classroom, going to where that battle, the battlefield in Murfreesboro, where that battle took place, seeing it firsthand. I, I, I can see where that would really get them a lot deeper into the education of that history. Mm-hmm. And that's the idea here. We want students to understand, you know, how these courses are meaningful to them. You know, we want it to be more than just a requirement to be gotten out of the way. And so if students can find a way into getting excited about that course content and understanding it more deeply, then that is going to help them be more invested, right, and get more out of that experience. Sure. And what are some of the other areas that you are seeing this MT engage certified classwork actually going outside of the classroom? Well, we have MT Engage courses all across campus. Um, so we are represented in every college. We have, you know, faculty members teaching. Um, gosh, we have um, Dr. Diana Rust in professional studies. She takes her, allows her students to interview someone about a research project that they're doing. Um, I mean, I could I could name any number of faculty across campus who do this. Um, Dr. Erin Amphenson in art, she has also taken her students out um, off campus. I believe she has taken students to the battlefield to do art projects as well. Um, so there are any number of ways that faculty are doing this. And uh, this program, it's all put together and supported, I guess, by the faculty and staff there on the campus. But what got the program kicked off? I mean, who who, or, or what was thought of that said, you know, hey, we need to do something to even better engage our students with the community or with learning? So the original um, designers of the plan looked at um, national survey of student engagement data that suggested that our students weren't necessarily as involved on campus or academically as we wanted, and they used that to come up with the plan. Um, it was there were many many people involved in the plan. They talked about different topics um, and they you know voted on them, and so it was very much a collaborative you know. Um, um, event, you know, planning this. And so um, I can say that, you know, those Nessie data, the National Survey of Student Engagement data that did improve over the life of the quality enhancement plan, which we were really excited to see. Again, our guest today, Dr. Julie Myatt, director of MTSU's MT Engage program. And I can see where this program would really maybe even change lives of some students when it comes to sociology and psychology because I could see where you could take whatever you learn in the classroom outside the classroom and better learn it by simply you know I don't know maybe volunteering for a nonprofit or uh, participating in an event locally there's just so many different areas of study I can see where this would be really 
beneficial to the student. Right. We want to give students a lot of ways into their learning, right? And and that even extends to the kinds of work that they do in these classes, the kinds of reflections that they do. Um, and the ePortfolio, which I mentioned earlier, is such a fantastic way of allowing students to articulate what they've learned. And, you know, so often we're rushing, we're trying to meet those course requirements, and students may not have that time to slow down and pause and reflect. And the ePortfolio gives them that opportunity opportunity. And I'm really pleased to say that we have a scholarship that students can submit that ePortfolio for. And it's open to students in any major, which, you know, is not the norm for so many academic scholarships. Um, if they have taken one of our courses and completed an ePortfolio training, they can submit that ePortfolio and they can, you know, potentially earn some scholarship money. Um, and we are really pleased that we have raised close to $90,000 to support scholarships well into the future. Hey, and again, is this something that a lot of universities are doing? I mean, obviously not named MT Engage, but are a lot of universities doing similar coursework? So we utilize what we call high impact practices. And yes, those are being used across the country. Um, people are talking about those. You know, um, the American Association of Colleges and Universities does a lot of work in this area. Um, and so they're a great resource for us and for other universities. Um, so it might not look exactly like MT Engage because we've definitely put our own MTSU spin on it. Um, but a lot of universities do promote these high impact practices. And again, the overall goal is to get students more involved in their learning and more involved and sounds like involved in the community involved in the campus just more involved yes right because we know that's what's going to keep them here and that's our goal we want them to stay to progress and to graduate and to feel as though they've gotten the most they possibly could have from their MTSU University experience and again our guest on this portion of the program Dr. Julie Myatt director of MTSU's MT Engage program and folks can learn more about this through the MTSU website uh, best thing to do I, I guess would just be to search MTSU Engage or MT Engage on the website, right? Yes, we're easy to find. You can even just Google MT Engage and you'll find us. Sounds good. Again, Dr. Julie Myatt with us this morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Right now that time, 847. Again, more news and information coming up in just a second. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon. We'll see a high in the mid-40s. Northeast winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy alone near 28. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 24. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. I'd like to invite your family to come do business with my family. We have a variety of products. Whether it's a highly effective stain and odor remover for Fido's accidents, a pet safe candle for the home, or fresh decor to brighten your fish or reptile enclosure, we have you covered here at Animal City. Here at Animal City, we have two full stories of great pet supplies and adoptable pets. You can find your locally owned pet store, Animal City on Broad Street. 
Attorney CPA Joe Cordell. You hear the phrase a lot this time of year, happy holidays. But holidays are not always happy, particularly for guys grappling with a divorce that they didn't choose. These men need more than the help of a good lawyer. They need the hope and encouragement of a good friend. Contact Cordell and Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, online at CordellCordell.com, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Here's to Prilosec OTC. Without Prilosec, I wouldn't be able to enjoy all this yummy holiday food. Speaking of, whoever made that apple pie, delicious. I just take one pill each morning and zero heartburn all day. So cheers to Prilosec OTC. Ooh, are those jalapeno poppers? Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid that can cause heartburn, so you can enjoy the holidays. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use is directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. What do you like most about Adam's Place? You can just knock on the director's door and you can walk right in and it's very personal. We're talking with Carol Johnston. They put the residents first here. I think it's just a great place to live, and I enjoy the front porch and the rocking chairs. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. I happened to glance up, and the clear sky was gone. Coast to coast, all night, every night. All I could see was something round and black. On WGNS AM FM Online. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.50, you're tuned to WGNS. And on the final portion of the program this morning, we have Danielle Rochelle with us. How are you this morning? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good. And Danielle is the director of the MTSU Office of Intercultural and Diversity Affairs. And as we kick off this portion of the program, there is a deadline coming up that is, I believe, today and and tonight at midnight, I guess, is the deadline. (laughs) And uh, tell us more about that deadline, because I know it involves the Unity Luncheon, which is around the corner. Absolutely. So we are approaching our 27th annual Unity Luncheon. And a part of our Unity Luncheon includes us awarding our unsung heroes within the community. And so today is our deadline for nominations for unsung heroes within the community. And these nominees can be anyone from the African American community, age 50 or older, who have lived in the Middle Tennessee area for 20 years, but somebody that's just shown really exemplary service for our local community. And for those listening, there have been a lot of great nominations and award winners over the years. But again, this is the 27th annual Unity Luncheon. And uh, when you focus on choosing that unsung hero to decide, all right, well, this person, they've done this, this, and this, let's make them the recipient this year. But when you go into deciding who is going to be next, you're looking at a, a lot of different I guess areas, Mm -hmm. but one thing you want to make sure of they're 50 plus and they've been in this area for at least 20 years. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I guess in understanding more about everything that goes into MTSU and black history month, what are some of the things that you'll be focusing on this year? 
So actually, our Black History Month will start with our MLK celebration and candlelight vigil on January 16th. It's going to be on our campus. It starts at 6 p.m. in our student union ballroom. It is open to the public. And during this celebration, we will have tributes to Dr. Martin Luther King and his wife, Coretta Scott King, as well as a candlelight vigil to kind of wrap up the night to honor both of them. And then once we get into Black History Month, that is when we will have our Unity Luncheon. That is February 8th. And then we will also have a keynote speaker later on at the end of the month to kind of tie things up and wrap everything up really nicely. Um, And so with the Unity Luncheon backing up a little bit, that is a paid luncheon. So you do have to purchase tickets. Student tickets are $20 and non-student tickets are $35. But this is a seated luncheon. So... You don't have to worry about standing in a buffet line or anything like that. The lunch will be served to you. We'll have a keynote speaker for that as well, as well as singing entertainment. Now, while Dr. Martin Luther King had a lot of history, you know, of course, all throughout the country, I've talked to so many different people who have been in radio for years Mm -hmm. and years, and they specifically remember Dr. King being in the Nashville area and being on different radio stations. Mm -hmm. But it's always interesting to hear their thoughts, their their remembering of him coming into the studio to be on air for whatever the the purpose was at the time. But he has got, I I guess my point in saying that is he's got so much history here locally. Yeah. And it's really amazing when you really look at the history of our area and how much weight we have with the civil rights movement and just a lot of the figures or prominent members of the african-american community within our area it it seems like we've got a lot more history in tennessee than i would say a lot of other states mm-hmm. absolutely i was fortunate at a very young age to be able to go and visit alex haley's house and then on our campus as well alex haley visited mtsu <laughs> of course it was prior to my time at mtsu but to be able to Um, have recognition of Alex Haley's history and then come to MTSU as a student and now as an employee and also see his presence there with a tree that he helped to plant on campus. That was really nice. As the years pass by, are new students who come to MTSU from other states, are, are they sometimes amazed or surprised by some of the facts and information about history focusing on black history in Tennessee? I think so. And um, our Gore Center has done really, really well with making sure that that history is known. And so kudos to them because they make sure that that information gets out to our students so the students know kind of where they are and kind of where things have been in history for our campus. And also our tour guides work really well to make sure that when they're taking students around, whether it's during um, high school tours or customs tours, they point out some of the historical artifacts across campus again danielle rochelle with us this morning director of the mtsu office of intercultural and diversity affairs and i know we don't have a whole lot of time this morning it's already 8 55 <laughs> uh, but going back to that annual unity luncheon that is going to be again in february i believe what february 8th february 8th mm-hmm. and the uh, deadline to nominate somebody for for that award is tonight 11:59 p.m. so that's mm-hmm. the cutoff um anything else that stands out to you that uh, I, I don't know makes mtsu quite different from other universities when it comes to black history 
Well, I'm a little biased because I'm an alumna of MTSU. Um, but I think with our Black History Month, what's important is that we try to make sure that we encompass student events as well as events that are good for the public, faculty, and staff. And so we have a very wide array of events for students. And so what I try to make sure that we're doing is we are hosting things that students find entertaining or that are relevant to the campus as a whole. And so we're trying to make sure that we're doing things that will bring the students out and they can learn something, they can enjoy themselves, and hopefully we can kind of just continue that momentum. And the department, the uh, uh, Intercultural and Diversity Affairs Department, you are looking at literally, I guess, every subject under the sun at MTSU from psychology to the the physical growth of the students there mm-hmm. i mean you're really bringing in a lot putting it all together and, and trying to best benefit the different students there absolutely um actually outside in the waiting room i was actually working on a happy hanukkah post to put out on social media because we want to make sure that no matter what minoritized group students are coming from they feel like they have a sense of belonging at mtsu within my area We have in the um, Intercultural Diversity Affairs Center, we have a lounge, which has a TV. We had several students come in and watch the World Cup before the semester ended. Um, We also have study areas for student organizations and if students just need a quieter place to come in and study. And so I try to make sure that our students know that if there's something they're not seeing being done on campus, they can kind of come into my office and say, hey, this is something I have an idea for. How can we make it happen? And I'll work with those students to make sure we can get those things done. Because of the growth that Rutherford County has experienced over the years, both in business and in just general population, I think we have a more diverse group of residents probably than I would say just about any other city or county in the state of Tennessee. Oh, absolutely. I can agree with that. And I think MTSU is probably a large draw for that. Um, And so with our students, I make sure I talk to them and say, hey, what is it that you want to see happen? Because I never claim to be an expert on any one culture. And so what I've learned is through talking to the students, they're going to give me their feedback on what events should look like, what food I should be serving, what entertainment should be present. And that has been helpful in planning the things that we have. Do you have any idea on on how diverse of a population it is at MTSU as far as how many different ethnic groups or countries that people come from? Oh, gosh. I'll be honest with you. It's probably too many for me to count right now, but we do have a very, very wide range. Um, In our center, we'll have students come in. We have flags for all the different countries up in our office. And I love to see students come in and find their country's flag because they'll take selfies or they'll take group photos with the flags as well so those things are always nice to see so very diverse population at mtsu and if anybody wants to learn more or if they want to nominate somebody for this upcoming unity luncheon where do they need to head so where you can go is www.mtsu.edu slash AAHM. And the AAHM is African American History Month if you need to put it into a Google search. And again, our guests in this final half of the show, Danielle Rochelle with the MTSU Office of Intercultural and Diversity Affairs. Danielle, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Time right now, 9 o'clock. You're listening to WGNS. More news and information coming up, including the WGNS Roundtable, which will be on the air directly after local news and news from CBS. 
If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.